Welcome to A History of the Inca. Episode 53, The Execution of Atahualpa. Hello everyone and welcome once again to A History of the Inca. I am your host, Nick Mashinsky. Just a reminder to check out the website, A History of the Inca. WordPress.com to see any photos or pictures that accompany an episode. With this episode, we have another sketch by Felipe Guaman de Ella, the indigenous chronicler who is most famous for the images he drew of Inca life before and during colonial rule. Guaman never added color to his sketches, but somebody has added color to the sketch for this episode. So again, check out the website to view that sketch, ahistoryoftheinca.wordpress.com. Now then, in the last episode we saw Waskar killed on Atahualpa's orders so that the latter could secure his spot as the only person Pizarro could negotiate with. Pizarro was not happy with Waskar's murder, but the gold coming in from Pachacamac and Cusco probably alleviated the conquistador's rage. Though a few pieces escaped the smelters, much of the gold brought in was melted down, including the beautiful pieces from the Garden of Gold in the Coricancha. After the royal fifth was separated and sent on its way, the rest was distributed amongst the Spanish, at Cajamarca. And of course, Atahualpa was still a prisoner. Enjoy. It is difficult to fathom the emotions that Atahualpa was going through as the gold he had ordered sent to Cajamarca was distributed to the Spanish as he stayed a prisoner in his room. Angry, frustrated, despondent, hopeless. All emotions Atahualpa likely experienced at this moment. But he was the only Inca that the Spanish could deal with now that Huascar was dead. Atahualpa had been able to get them the gold that they wanted. And he could procure more if necessary. Plus he still had the ability to call upon captains and administer the empire. So, despite Atahualpa's current situation, he could take solace in the fact that Pizarro still needed him. Whatever comfort those thoughts brought Atahualpa were quickly shattered when Pizarro stormed in and confronted the Inca about a rumor of him raising a force of 200,000 men to attack the Spanish. Um, what now? So, not long after the gold was distributed, a local cinchi brought news to Pizarro that Atahualpa was raising a force of 200,000 men to attack the Spanish and free the Sapa Inca. Pizarro immediately began asking the Inca elites in Cajamarca, and they corroborated the cinchi's story. Understandably concerned that a considerable force was gathering, 
Pizarro rushed over to Atahualpa's cell, confronting the Inca. What reason is this that you have prepared for me, who have treated you with honor, like a brother, and have trusted your words? Upon hearing from Pizarro that there was an army amassing nearby, Atahualpa pointedly replied, Are you laughing at me? You are always making jokes when you speak to me. What am I and all my people that we should trouble much valiant men as you are? Do not talk nonsense to me. Hearing such a sharp response from his prisoner, uh, brother, Bizarre ordered a chain to be brought and fastened around the neck of Atahualpa. Now, despite Atahualpa being a prisoner and Pizarro being the one who captured him, the two may have actually had a pleasant or at least cordial relationship up to this point. And as I said a few moments ago, it wasn't like Pizarro hadn't benefited from the arrangement with Atahualpa, and nor could he deal with any other ruler, because there wasn't one. Besides, executing a sovereign like Atahualpa would be regicide, which wouldn't be popular with the crown. Pizarro then stormed off and sent out two spies who reported back that forces were no more than seven leagues away. So how was Atahualpa able to amass such a force? Well, remember, Atahualpa was able to conduct business as usual. Sinchis, Caracas, and captains all came and went to see the Sapa Inca, carrying a small burden with them, as was custom. With the right orders sent to loyal groups, mainly those around Cuzco, Atahualpa could put out the call and forces would begin coalescing, if he had sent the call out. Because you see, he hadn't. Pizarro was operating solely on a rumor, a rumor, we are told, that was created by one of his translators, Filipio. According to sources, Filipio coveted Sancta, a koya of Atahualpa, and he wanted the Sapa Inca dead so he could make the koya his own. Filipio spread the rumor amongst the elites and the Sinchi supposedly told Pizarro that an army was forming at Casas. But it is possible that the interpreter was made a scapegoat for the events that befell at Awalpa. Sources citing Filipio as the source of the rumor were written down a few decades after events happened. It would be easy to shift the blame onto a non-Spanish individual. In the moment, though, the threat felt very real for the conquistadors. A member of a nearby village came to Cajamarca, claiming to have escaped an attack. Now, the attack could have been legitimate, but it could have also have come from another group. There was a lot of confusion in the Andes at this time, and another group attacking an old rival when they saw an opportunity is quite possible. But fear has ways of making one think irrationally, and calls for Atahualpa's execution 
could start to be heard openly amongst the Spanish at Cajamarca. The argument being that the Inca forces routed when Atahualpa was first captured. Perhaps his execution would break the will of any potential attackers. But Pizarro continued to be reluctant to entertain such an idea, as Atahualpa continued to insist that he was not raising a force against them. In another attempt to locate the supposed Inca army once more, Hernando de Soto and a company of horsemen were dispatched. Pizarro wanted proof and didn't want to rely on native spies. Only his own countrymen would do. The governor ordered extra watches to be kept for the coming days, and in those days, the Spanish didn't sleep as rumors swirled of the enemy approaching ever closer, while people from yet another nearby village reached Cajamarca claiming they were attacked by a large army. Finally, Pizarro decided to hold a council to decide what to do with Atahualpa. However, according to Sir Clement Markham, translator of several of our sources, the council was more of a show trial. Pizarro and Almagro were judges, with Friar Valverde having some say as well. Filipio was the interpreter of the ten witnesses that were called, and it was believed that he was twisting their words. One witness decided to only answer yes or no to the questions presented to them, nodding or shaking their head to ensure that their answer was made clear. Hernando de Soto was one of 11 Spaniards who were against a trial for Atahualpa. They stressed that Pizarro had no jurisdiction over a foreign sovereign. Moreover, to kill a king, or in this case a Sapa Inca, who was already a prisoner, would bring shame and dishonor to the Spanish name, not to mention some pretty bad karma. But Soto wasn't there. He was out looking for an army that didn't exist. The result of this trial or council, whatever you want to call it, was a guilty verdict of treason for the Sapa Inca, and he was sentenced to death. From the account of Pedro Pizarro, we have the reaction from Atahualpa upon hearing his fate. Then Atahualpa wept, and he besought them not to kill him, for there was not an Indian in the land who would stir without his command, and he asked what they had to fear, holding him as they did a prisoner. And he said that if they were doing this thing for gold or silver, he would give them twice as much as he had already been ordered. To which we are told that Pedro saw Pizarro weep openly at not being able to grant him his life, for he certainly feared the exactions of the officials and the risk which there was in the land should Atahualpa be set free. So on July 26, 1533, Atahualpa was led out into the square of Cajamarca. Just over eight months previously, 
the square was the site of a massacre. Now there was a pyre meant for one. Valverde once again approached the Inca and told him that if he chose to convert, he would avoid being burned alive. Atahualpa immediately agreed to convert and was baptized. He was then tied to the pole on the pyre and strangled to death. Atahualpa was one of many sons of Huanacapac, and though he was with his father on campaign against the groups of Quito, he may not have been the greatest military leader. Yet Atahualpa, being at the right place at the right time, inherited his father's army, which contained some of the most veteran fighters in all of the Andes. He wasn't in the right place to become Sapa Inca, though. But in this case, the sword was mightier than the pen. Or maybe the mace was mightier than the quipu is more proper. Either way, Atahualpa was declared the Sapa Inca, and his generals led his army to victory over his brother, Huascar. Though he had won the war... Atahualpa relied on the tried-and-true tactics of Andean warfare when approaching the conquistadors and lost the Battle of Cajamarca. Despite being prisoner, Atahualpa was able to administer the empire. He impressed the Spanish with his wisdom and wit and attempted to extend his life as long as possible, which he did by ordering Huascar killed, ordering a ransom be paid, and relying on his charm to change the opinions of the Spanish. But he eventually ran out of time. Atahualpa's body was left out in the square until the morning of the following day, and was then interred in a building that would later become the town's first church. Or was it? Atahualpa knew what he was doing when he converted to Christianity. He may have had reservations about his long-held religious beliefs, obviously feeling betrayed given his circumstances, but Atahualpa likely didn't want his body to burn because then it couldn't be mummified. Atahualpa's brother-in-law, Kuzi Yupanqui, was in Cajamarca after carrying out Atahualpa's orders to kill Huascar. He was there trying to sneak his sister and Atahualpa's wife Kuzirame, Oklo, out of town. But Kuzi never got the opportunity to do so. Being a Koya, it is likely she was under a close watch. Being a Koya, it is likely his sister was under a close watch and may have already become a mistress to Francisco Pizarro at this point. It isn't quite clear when this latter event occurs, but the young Koya was eventually able to align herself to the most powerful man in the Andes once again. Unable to get to his sister, it is said that Kuzi Yupanqui instead took the body of Atahualpa and made off with it towards Quito. With the body of Atahualpa taken, the Inca could theoretically continue to live and be worshipped as a mummy. As for the rest of the Inca and elites that were in Cajamarca, family members began calling out for Atahualpa, similar to how a Panaca 
would call out to an ancestor, asking them to remember their own exploits. There were other casualties other than Atahualpa, of course. The death of a Sapa Inca often meant that others took their own lives as well, and this case was no exception. Many of those who died were the wives of Atahualpa, including Sancta, the woman that Filipio coveted for himself. Hernando de Soto returned sometime after the execution of Atahualpa and reported that there was no evidence of an army assembling against the Spanish. Soto was furious that Atahualpa was executed while he was away and made it clear to the governor that Atahualpa should have been sent to the Spanish court. For what it was worth, which was very little at this point, Pizarro admitted that he was already regretting his decision in executing the Sapa Inca. So did Pizarro execute out of fear, or was he just tired of playing games with the Inca? Again, Atahualpa was able to secure gold for the Spanish and was recognized by many in the empire, obviously not all, as the proper Sapa Inca and so he could administer the empire better than anyone. Pizarro sent out parties to try to verify the rumored forces forming against the Spanish, and also ordered extra watches to be kept. It seems that fear was the main motivating factor. Now a replacement had to be found, a new Sapa Inca who could be accepted by the rest of the Inca but who could also be molded and controlled, a puppet. And so Pizarro selected another son of Juanacapac, Topa Hualpa, to be Sapa Inca. Mm-hmm.